There was an idea. Dormammu, I come to bargain. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Baskin Robbins always finds out. I for the faster way. Are you Tony's stank? I am Iron Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Assembly Required, the MCU retrospective, the podcast where you reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I said the again, man, I'm whatever. It's fine. Yeah, um, I was I was shocked to hear you reference that school of all schools. I I could oh, Danny's yes. lament about that the yeah. thing for hours and hours, but we don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For hey, the record, Chris. sorry to any of our Buckeyes out there, but there is no love for Ohio State in this uh, podcast no. right now. I grew up in Michigan, and other people like football, so they don't like Ohio State. That's just how it works. <laughs> yeah, if you like football and you're not an Ohio State fan, you probably don't like Ohio State. That might be a broad statement, but a broad Ohio statement. But hey, Chris's voice. <laughs> You heard Chris's voice. It's a it's a week where we have, uh, I'm doing air quotes, semi-regular hosts. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Good, good to be back. Nothing I'll miss to you do all here. again next week. But, yeah, uh, right. How'd uh, I, while while we're at the beginning, a how was your week off? And b give us a quick uh, how you felt about the last episode since we didn't get to hear hear about it. My week off was nice. I was visiting my family because it was my dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was so sad I could not be on that podcast last week because I loved that episode. It was really um, good. You, I, I listened to the podcast yesterday, and I really don't have much to add. You did say a lot of the things that I wanted to say, and some of the other things I can say actually apply to this episode too. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting, and I'm especially excited by the idea. It, it certainly looks like we might be getting some kind of connections, even just through the Watcher. You know, it feels like we might get a little bit of serialization, which is not something we were promised. So it's going to be a fun surprise if that happens. And if it doesn't happen, as long as the episodes keep staying this entertaining, I don't, I don't care. But yeah. I'm really excited by the idea that it might happen. It was funny because last week, you know, we went on for a while about how like, hey, maybe this means they are going to be connected now. And then we get this episode, which is like just a total fun, nonsensical for the most part thing. Yeah. Um, But who knows? It might connect in some some way. Hey, and we also have um, because there is a person that gets exploded in this episode. It wouldn't make sense not to ask Danny to be on this episode. (laughs) Hi, Danny. Hello. (laughs) Yes, it's true. I'm back. As long as Marvel keeps exploding people, I will be on this podcast. <laughs> we have to keep the Danny's lament going. Write, write your senators and ask them to explode more Marvel characters. <laughs> yeah, you want more Danny? We got to get more explosions. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna your just start head a sp- explode. I'm gonna start a spinoff podcast where I just monitor all media for exploding <laughs> characters. <laughs> You're going to review I mean, scanners. And, uh, oh, yes. I feel like you've got a lot of content there if you wanted to make that podcast happen. What would you call it? This is an oh. on-the-spot question. Yeah. Uh, it's like a Mad Lib. Uh, I don't know. It's like a verb. <laughs> Explodcast. <laughs> Explodcast. 
Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other things people explode. And Cloverfield has somebody explode. Ooh, yes. Man, that, you, I, I enjoy that movie. Do you count movie. a chestburster? Because like, it's not a full explosion, but it's kind of eventually. To scale. Um, I'll have to uh, address it because I'm running out of content. And like the definition of exploding is going to get a little loose. I'm fairly certain someone actually does explode in Prometheus. Hmm. I know somebody so. does get squished by a giant spaceship or whatever the thing that was yeah. rolling maybe yeah yeah but maybe i, I but i think there's while. like a proto chest burster that ends up just exploding a dude in prometheus if i'm remembering correctly not me looking up uh, on google the the direct uh quote movies where people explode <laughs> <laughs> and there's an article called top 10 exploding people <laughs> there we go that's your Wait, start that's am your i start, allowed man. to read this on the podcast is this yeah interesting? Read it. yeah <laughs> i find it very fascinating I'm trying to like mute and unmute my mic and did you ever play that game explosion man yeah, yeah. and miss explosion man right let's see 10 10 to t- 10 to 1 contamination not not heard of that movie freddy's dead the final nightmare uh max headroom Oh, yeah, yeah. Cloverfield. There's Cloverfield. Mm -hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark at number six. Who explodes in Raiders? Um, I mean, the propeller? Does that count as explosion? uh, The The finale of Raiders is a cinematic classic of explodey madness as the Mm. unbelieving Nazis melt and explode under the force of God himself. That's right. Some of them do explode. All right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) License to Kill at five. The Fury at four, Outland at three, Scanners at two. Of course, of course. And Monty Python's Meaning of Life at one. Uh, of course, yeah. So, hey, Martin Anderson, thanks for writing this blog post on Den of Geek. Welcome Shout to the podcast. Shout out to Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Danny, there's your content for your first 10 weeks. <laughs> Great. Love it. Thank you for the, uh, for the start. Hey, speaking of uh, weeks of content... That's none of these segues into the Patreon are my best segues. They're almost always bad. Assembly Required has a Patreon. You probably know this by now, but I'm going to tell you again because we really like it. Patreon.com slash Assembly Required. Come join us. Any level of patronage will get you into our exclusive flashy stars discord where you can talk to us in real time ish. You can join us for community nights and uh, it's a lot of fun. Speaking of things um, Patreon-related, last week I mentioned not knowing the name of a board game that we played for Community Night. The name of that board game was Colt Express, for any of you waiting with bated breath. Colt Express. It's a fun board game. You should look it up. C-O-L-T, like a horse. Not Colt, C-U-L-T, like I thought initially. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Keeping comments to a minimum. Okay. But yeah, patreon.com slash assembly required. Come join us. One of us. One of us. I don't know if I have anything uh, anything else crazy to say in the intro today, so let's just kind of jump-ish right into it. We're going to discuss What If Episode 5 this week, which was very aptly titled What If Zombies. Love it. It's probably my favorite title because it's the only one that's not a real question. Uh-huh. <laughs> Written by Matthew Chauncey and directed by Brian Andrews. Before we get into the synopsis, though, Chris, do you have any homework 
I, I this feels like a homework episode. Yeah, uh, I didn't do any homework, but I, I I can tell you a little bit about the reading that I didn't do. I, okay. I did enough <laughs> Cliff's Notes reading to to pass the quiz. So Marvel Zombies uh, actually started out. There was a storyline. There was a in the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Uh, there was a story. Now, this was back at a time when Marvel had made it very clear, and they, of course, changed their minds later, but at this point, they'd made it very clear that the Ultimate Universe and the 616 Universe would never cross over. That was uh, something that they were uh, adamant about. So in this Fantastic Four story, it looked like Ultimate Reed Richards had made contact with 616 Reed Richards. The twist was it wasn't the 616 Universe, it was the Marvel Zombies Universe. So that is how they introduced Marvel Zombies. Then, after that, they did a spin-off series uh, written by Robert Kirkman, who you might know as the writer of The Walking Dead. Now, when you think of zombies and comic books, that's what you think of. And, uh, they, and they've done many stories. They, they've popped up here and again. It's just one of those universes that they can always go to in crazy crossover stories if they want to. But there was a five-issue miniseries, and I think there have been a couple other miniseries since then. Uh, they showed up in the uh, Secret Wars storyline back when every universe kind of got mashed together for a little while. But yeah, uh, some things to note about the Marvel Zombies universe. You kind of see it in this episode. But the zombies, the zombie plague in this, the superheroes keep their intelligence and their powers, which leads to some real messed up stuff like Spider-Man devouring Mary Jane and telling Aunt May to go hide in the bathroom because he can't control himself. Uh, it's really horrible, horrible stuff. Reed Richards infecting the rest of the Fantastic Four and asking them, "What? Well, well, who are you calling? You're calling me. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm not. Oh my god! Don't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the plot to a horror movie. Yeah, it's Perfect like timing. Peach's Discord audio just popped up on both my devices. That was weird." Uh, uh, I'm afraid for you. Yeah, Chris, what's your favorite scary movie? It's Zombie Peaches. Oh no! Oh yeah, this is the universe where where Peaches infected the rest of the hosts with the zombie virus and had them devour him because hey, he wanted I to see what it was Richards. like. Because <laughs> that's what Reed Richards does. He yeah. he he injects the zombie virus into the rest of the Fantastic Four and then lets them eat him and turn him into a zombie. Uh, yeah, so it's real messed up stuff. Don't kink shame him. I will, you know, in this in this <laughs> uh, this time I will. So yeah, Marvel Zombies. It's a it's an established thing, and it's the kind of thing. It's famous, and the only place they <coughs> could really famous. yeah. I mean, it's like a famous Marvel thing, and the only place the MCU could really play with it is in a what if type episode. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe maybe in the multiverse of madness they'll cross over into the zombie universe for a little bit. That would be a fun five minutes or something but you know it, this was kind of an obvious choice for when they're doing what if well what can we do let's do let's do marvel zombies so it was, it was fun to see it brought to life in a kind of different way here like what if marvel zombies but in the mc so yeah we want a zombie thanos in the crossover episode that's what yeah we want. all right cool well uh that covers the point that i had later so i'm just gonna delete that. oh i'm too. sorry <laughs> no you're totally Jeez. good it was, i was cheating i was cheating anyway okay <laughs> i learned everything that you just that you just told the listeners i learned to be a tiktok from our pal 
and I don't mean pal like we're actually friends. I think we could be good friends, but I mean pal like I have subscribed to her TikTok channel, J Stubes. Uh, if you yes. are on TikTok, or even if you're not on TikTok and you like Marvel content, you should go go find J Stubes <laughs> on TikTok and go find her. Go, go find her, and you should watch her videos because a she is brilliant, and b she just pumps out content like all the time with great like new Marvel tidbits and her reviews and things from the comics and how they translate to the screen and all sorts of great stuff. And I learned everything you just said from her, like maybe 10 hours ago. Yeah. Uh, She's super knowledgeable about the comics. She is. And also, you know, just, you know, you know, one of the people that it's fun to hear talk about, you know, analyzing the, you know, the movies and stuff and, you know, criticism and all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The other thing that she mentioned, because she didn't go through every change, but she went through some of the more gruesome Marvel Zombies comics difference differences, uh, is that in the end, when we get that kind of reveal that Vision has been feeding people intentionally to Wanda, that is Hank intentionally feeding people to Janet. Uh, uh, that makes sense. Because that's what Hank does, right? He uh-huh. finds a way to be an asshole. Classic <laughs> so, Hank. Um, so yeah, go check her oh, out. She's great. I, I do got to point out, Robbie wanted us to mention that this is the second What If episode where Hank Pym killed everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Robbie. Accidentally gonna... this time, though. Robbie, Robbie picked another great episode to miss because uh, a very important thing to him happens later that we will yeah. all scream about later. Well, on on the, I mean, not just that important thing, but just the fact that the two main characters were the Wasp and Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. like a custom-made for Robbie episode. Right. Like, And he's off gallivanting in jolly old England. He's Oi. from home. What's all this, then? <laughs> Oi, Gov. Uh, I only know to say Oi and Gov, really. That's uh, Marmite. Gov. Oi. <laughs> all right, let's... <laughs> Let's get into this before I offend people. Our episode starts with the return to the opening of Infinity War with Bruce Banner being sent via the Bifrost back to Earth and crashing into the Sanctum Santorum. Except this time when he finds the Sanctum, um, finds the streets of New York are basically completely empty. It's, there's nothing going on. He is he, he doesn't see anybody in sight for a little while. While he's I- wandering down... Ugh, I just wanted to point out that he goes and finds some clothing and he puts on gloves. <laughs> he has no reason to put these gloves on. He just wanted to wear the whole outfit, I guess. They complete the outfit. <laughs> just like, I just noticed it on my rewatch. That okay. He's like, okay, yeah, sure. He's going to put on the robes. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, the fingerless gloves too. Why not? Are I believe they call me- it that drip. And oh. <laughs> he had to complete that. Are you going to tell me if you found a pile of matching, a, a matching set of a bunch of different clothes, you wouldn't put all of them on? I mean, you might as well wear the gloves. I guess you got to get the set bonus. Yeah. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Five pieces gives him extra movement speed, but mm-hmm. that would have only been four with other gloves. Come on, man. So he's wandering down an empty bleaker street and the Ebony Maw and Black Dwarf arrive to retrieve the Infinity Stones for Thanos. This is familiar. However, they're blindsided by the arrival of Iron Man, Wong, and Doctor Strange. Iron Man just through a portal blasts Ebony Maw's head. Like, oof. Uh, oof, right? Banner is alarmed when the trio of heroes win the fight by starting to eat the Black Order. Talk and about then... bleaker. Am I right? Uh... <laughs> 
And then we see our first glimpse of zombies. Zombie Wong, strange. Oh, that is weird to say. I, I, I'm sorry. I said strange weird. I said strange. strange. But saying zombie, zombie Wong. Strange. Say zombie, zombie Wong. Wong. Zombie tell Wong. me that's not weird. Zombie Wong. That's fun. Is that weird? Yeah. Okay. Zombie Wong. Zombie Wong, Strange, and Stark are joined by the now now zombified Maw and Dwarf. They changed really fast. And the five attack banner, before he is rescued by the Cloak of Levitation and an army of flying ants eat the zombies. I love that scene because I, I basically just love Mark Ruffalo's voice acting in this scene and how he's just, he's A, trying not to get bitten by zombies, but he's mostly making comments about how gross everything is. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Also, oh, he man. says, holy crow, when the ants are flying in. I didn't notice that until closed <laughs> captioning the second time. And I was like, what a strange <laughs> phrase. Everything about Bruce in this first scene is just tickling me. <laughs> Everything. It, it, well, that's why he went with fingerless gloves. <laughs> uh, the ants controller, Hope Van Dyne, is in her wasp armor and shoots off the head of Tony Stark. Sad which is then eaten by a giant ant. Yes, I'm going to... Re- <laughs> That's I'm gonna, so gross! <laughs> I'm going to quote this verbatim because Robbie wrote this. Uh, yes, this is a lot of minute detail, but it's important we mention this moment out loud. Hope then tells Bruce she's all she's all that's left before Spider-Man swings in to bring him to safety. There's, there's your Spider-Man Hope team up, Robbie. I hope you were crying out of happiness. <laughs> the Watcher explains, with a cool double use of the word slash name Hope, that when Hank Pym rescued Janet Van Dyne from the quantum realm, as seen in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he discovered that she'd contacted a quantum virus, turning her into a zombie. That's one of those things, right? Where they yeah, like, quantum virus. They, yeah, they don't feel like explaining something, so they yeah. use the word quantum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to point out, I think you brought this up on, on last week's episode, but The Watcher just getting more and more animated now. I mean, in the mm-hmm. first episodes, like it was just his outline. And I remember people complaining that he looked more like Eternity from the comics, who is a humanoid outline with just the universe filling in the outline of the of the shape. Uh, but he's gotten more and more corporeal as time goes on. Now we're seeing his face. His face is animated as he's speaking, and it's not just an outline of the big baby head in the sky. Uh, so, so I think that's really an interesting choice. It, it definitely feels intentional that that that's happening yeah is the watcher party baby <gasps> there's your in joke for this episode yeah party baby uh where were we here um oof that happened B1. yeah oof oof that happened janet attacks <laughs> hank turning him into a zombie and the two return in their quantum t- uh rover whatever that thing is called <laughs> and attacks <laughs> and attack scott lang in turn the Pacific Northwest is quickly overrun by the virus, and the Avengers, including Captain America, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Black Panther, arrive to stop it. Iron Man was with them too, I think. Yes, he was. Uh, yeah. Instead, they're zombified as well, starting with Hank Pym biting Steve Rogers, which makes the yeah. Here, here's where he wrote this. This makes the second time in three episodes that Hank Pym has killed the Avengers. Man, what a sad way for. Steve was it to Hank? Go. I thought. It was, um, I thought it was yeah. Scott. No, it was. Oh. Wait, yeah, I it thought it was very Hank. Clear. It was I, tiny... my tally. I'm putting my tally mark under Hank. Okay. Uh, a small ant person that is zombie bites uh, Steve. I mean, okay. it it was a pim particled person, so it all ties back to Hank. It, right. it it all ends up being Hank's fault in the end. Classic Hank. 
The Watcher explains that Earth's mightiest heroes becoming zombies meant the rest of the world didn't stand a chance. Yeah, I will say, really, the only, this is where I was going to talk about what you had already sp- spoke about, but I'll just really quickly touch on it again. I think that this version of zombies is much more interesting than what we would normally imagine a zombie story to be, right? Like, everybody always has kind of like their their default zombie rules that they expect like zombies Mm -hmm. to be slow and stupid and you know in hordes and they bite you whatever some of that stuff is still true but i really like that in this universe they have some intelligence they're mostly doing these these horrible things and trying to eat people because the virus is forcing them to do it but underneath that virus they still have thought and they still know what they're doing they i don't think they have full cognitive ability right like when we meet Mm -hmm. hawkeye again later he misses with a bunch of his arrows hawkeye doesn't really miss yeah Uh, iron man shoots a bunch of repulsor blasts in the first scene that don't connect to anybody so like they're not fully capable but they're capable enough that it makes the story a lot more interesting i think it would have been boring if all of the marvel zombies we just get introduced to zombied skinned characters that we already knew that didn't do anything yeah yeah then it's just zombies which is fine but it makes sense that exceptional people make exceptional zombies mm-hmm. i think <laughs> so, yeah. you ever see i know uh, well the the zombie community episode oh yeah yeah you know like they near the end when almost everybody's been zombified they're all doing what they would have been doing so jeff winger is just like standing with his phone like just like tapping at it so it's like all the characters are still who they are but just zombied so it's kind of like that yeah but, After uh, the ex- oh sorry <laughs> i was i was gonna say um when they you know with the marketing for the show they had teasers of zombies and i was wondering how the zombie virus zombie outbreak would start i did not have any uh, i mean i didn't have money on anything but i certainly wouldn't have had it on quantum virus yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really consider it all that much. I'd, I'd seen some people speculate that it was maybe the uh, beginning of Civil War, the bio weapon that uh, that they stop in. Where was it? The uh, that Scarlet Witch uh, accidentally kills. Oh yeah, Lagos. Lagos. Yes, mm-hmm. that that bio weapon was the actual like, zombie. Like the to- like the paper towel brand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually, it was what they were transporting in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but because of COVID, they were like, nah, we shouldn't do this zombie storyline. It's too much mm-hmm. like real life. <laughs> that was me being an asshole. <laughs> After the exposition, Peter Parker explains the rules for surviving the zombie apocalypse in a delivery straight out of Zombieland. I loved this. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if they were allowed to do this. Clearly they were, but... <laughs> I loved it. And Parody's I loved, protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, and I love that he gave everybody like a title card and they yes. all had little, oh. like, they had little aliases and also abilities. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> my, favorites, I, my favorites I wrote down was for Bucky, one of his skills was Heavy Sleeper. Yes. <laughs> and for Sharon Carter, one of her skills was Eulogies. Yeah, Eulogies. <laughs> I'm glad that Peter Parker like? knows about her eulogy skills. <laughs> yeah. What I Very like? important so in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, yeah. A lot of people really? dying. Somebody's <laughs> got to say something. Uh, so he introduces Bruce via the video and then his small survivor camp, which includes Happy Hogan, 
Kurt, who is the hacker from Ant-Man who is afraid of Baba Yaga. <laughs> These oh, notes yeah. are funny, Robbie. <laughs> Bucky Barnes, Okoye, Hope Van Dyne, and Sharon Carter, who is not the power broker yet. I will not read that. Chris, Sharon Carter, is... who was not bad. <laughs> Chris, this is like... We already talked about the team up of Spider-Man and Hope being Robbie's like dream come true, but this yeah. is also kind of your dream come true. Oh, absolutely. You know, I have said many a time on this show that my fi- my favorite thing about comics and about the MCU is when they get weird characters together. Characters that you wouldn't expect to get together, put them in a group and it's magic. We just went through it, but I I'm just going to go through it again. Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, Wasp. I'm, I'm switching between their real names and their made-up <laughs> names. Uh, yep. Yeah. Hope Van Dyne, Sharon Carter, Bucky Barnes, Okoye, Happy. I mean, all these characters w- who have gotten very little, if any, interaction as a whole, save for some characters within the group that make sense together. Uh, like, even though we never actually see Bucky and Okoye together, really, that makes sense because of the Wakanda connection. Bucky and Sharon make sense. Spider-Man and Happy make sense. But, uh, you know, Hope and Kurt makes some degree of sense. But Spider-Man and Hulk, that's something we didn't really get to see. I mean, one of my favorite lines in Infinity War is Bruce saying, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man. <laughs> but but really, that's uh, that and, you know, Spider-Man saving them the one time in the beginning. Uh, that's about all we get of them together. So it, it's just really fun. It makes me wish specifically that it weren't such a legal chore to get Spider-Man in these movies. That it always has to be like, and he'll appear in one crossover film as part of the deal. Uh, because I would love seeing him in some of these more casual cameos like we've gotten in some other movies. Uh, I, won't, I won't say any recent ones, but, uh, uh, but you know, like in, like in Homecoming, we got a lot of those, cam- those cameos with uh, Captain America. That's one of my favorite cameos so far because they're just using him for a joke in the background or, or when you have Captain America in Thor the Dark World. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that. I love those cameos where it's just a little thing that's done because they can. And you're like, oh, I didn't expect this character to show up in this person's movie, but it happened and that's great. Now, I have a question for you that I know you don't have an answer to. Okay. But I still will pose it. Got it. Uh, you mentioned the legal issues with spider-man do you think yes. that is why he has his avengers campus suit and not his homecoming is that what that suit was yeah i didn't notice that interesting uh here's the thing that that very well could be um i don't i don't know exactly how the sharing works there because clearly because a lot of people have speculated that the reason Tom Holland was not in this episode was because of Sony. But Tom Holland does play Spider-Man slash Peter Parker at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, not actually at Disneyland, except for when I was there and we missed him. <laughs> like we were oh, literally in California no. Adventure on our honeymoon and we found out like an hour later, oh, Tom Holland just appeared as Spider-Man. <laughs> and oh, Jake Gyllenhaal was there. And Zendaya and a couple of the other cast members, um, but I digress. But but in the new Spider-Man ride at Disneyland, Tom Holland is Peter Parker. So clearly, that's allowed. And I, I would think that whenever Disney can use the character legally, as they can in animated series that are shorter than 45 minutes, like What If, I don't see why they couldn't use Tom Holland, but... 
I mean, maybe that was the reason, and and maybe that is why they didn't use any of the designs from the movies because those are tied to the movies and part of the Sony deal. Whereas this is a separate thing from the Sony deal. This is just something Disney can do. They could put Spider-Man and any cartoon show that they want. If it's shorter than 45 minutes up to and including what if so, so yeah, maybe that, maybe that's why the suit was different, but that's interesting. I didn't realize it was the Avengers campus suit. Yeah. I, Cause I noticed it looked different and I was like, it looks familiar though. And I, I did a little digging yeah, I thought the it. web I mean, I Googled, looked a little more visible. I Googled Spider-Man Avengers Campus and <laughs> held it up. It's like, oh, yep, that's it. <laughs> There's not another character that has a different costume than we expect, right? It is it is literally just Spider-Man? Well, other than Bruce. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. No, I'm just going to tie everything back to that. <laughs> Fingerless gloves. He's still thinking about him. <laughs> no, I think that makes sense. But, I mean, I, I did find it weird when we got to the credits... And, you know, in these episodes, I've been pausing on the credits when it has all the voice actors just to see, like, you know, did did that person show up? Did that actor show up? I was very surprised that it wasn't Tom Holland because Spider-Man's voice actor did a phenomenal a a phenomenal Mm. job of voice acting in general, but b a phenomenal job of sounding like Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, yeah. I looked at Hudson Thames. Hudson Thames. Yeah. Two Rivers. Yes. Ah. Yes. Right. New York yes. and London. Very good voice acting. The two pl- Oh no. Yeah, two places where the Spider-Man movies have taken place. That's true. The Nile Mekong. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, is. that's definitely that costume, for yeah. sure. Okay. Uh for context listeners, Chris just held his phone up to the video chat where the Avengers Campus costume was a picture on his phone. Look it up. Um, Okoya explains another survivor camp has sent out a beacon claiming to have found a cure. Sharon's able to recognize the transmission coming from Camp Lehigh in New Jersey, and the group decides to head there with Happy being what Okoye calls an Uber driver. (laughs) Did you guys feel personally victimized when Happy said, I'm going to misquote this, but he said, oh no, it went from bad to worse. We're going to New Jersey or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. I was very upset. Yeah, always with the Jersey jokes. New Yorkers always with the Jersey jokes. I, I remember when I started college in Florida, the state that I had actually mostly grown up in, except for high school, one of the New Jersey, and just a barrage of Jersey jokes at uh, at band camp. I, and, uh, like. I, I don't. I just historically, I maybe I maybe just don't get what was there a feud between new york and new jersey or something why is it the the little brother that gets picked on yeah it is very much a little brother thing uh i I don't know Uh, just because new New york has the city and new jersey is there you know people are always like oh why are new yorkers so sad all the time because the light at the end of the tunnel is new jersey because you have to go through the tunnel to get to new jersey the tom holland tunnel yes (laughs) whoa oh my god um uh, oh, speaking of New Jersey, I do have a fun fact for you. They go to Grand Central Station. There are no trains that leave from Grand Central Station and go to New Jersey. What if Damn. there were? Yeah, <laughs> so that that's the first big change in this universe. <laughs> uh, obviously, Grand Central Station is more a little more iconic visually than Penn Station, which is where those trains are. I guess that's why they did that. I don't know. Danny, or that was a bunch too, of... too much of a question for this episode. You just had to say, what if train what if trains <laughs> <laughs> question mark exclamation point 
I did appreciate that both of those are on there. Mm-hmm. Also, I really liked the gag where uh, they were in the tiny van. Yes. And it's like they're just talking and then there's this huge zombie face and they're like, oh, and then it cuts out yeah. and the van just... Whoosh. And then I didn't like it because the zombie got exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Cal- tally he started lamenting. I, I, I got to say, I don't think we, we mentioned this, but I really liked their base of operations being a bunch of train cars webbed up between the buildings. So that was out really of the way. cool. That was, that was a great idea. I liked that a lot, too. Yeah, like smart way to prevent most things from making it to your base. I guess, you know, if Falcon were to try to find them, he could have gotten in there or, yeah. or Iron Man or whatever. But no, that was really cool. And visually, it was stunning. Yeah. So the survivors arrive at Grand Central Station, even though it doesn't make sense because they want to hotwire a train to New Jersey. Okoye insists that they split up, which is hilarious because Peter replies by saying she's obviously never seen a horror movie. And the reply to that is even better, saying that Okoye doesn't watch horror movies in Wakanda because they have American reality shows. Uh, What the the bird on all of us? (laughs) Boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) What a good, realistic burn, too. Yeah, uh, they I split like, up. Just oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I liked Peter's running thing where he was aware of the horror movie that they were in, <laughs> <Right>. like Scream. <laughs> well, it's funny because he he doesn't take it seriously at all in his intro video. Like he ah, the zombie apocalypse. If you can make it in New York with this, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like really silly about it. And then every time someone does, I like oh, you can't say that. You jinxed us. <laughs> <laughs> It, never just, say I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. He has all the all the the knowledge. It's the, the right time of year for this. Yeah, in, someone in had Orlando. to be genre savvy, and it, as makes sense, was Peter Parker. AV Club, baby. So, despite the club where you watch movies, apparently, I didn't think that's what <laughs> AV Club was. Unless he's just a fan of the AV Club website and wants for, to watch the movies, so we can. That stands for a video club. <laughs> They watch a video at the club, <laughs> not at the boots, boots, boots club, but the, you know, where they're hanging Enchantment up in the club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Despite Peter's advice, they split up anyway. Half the group finds a, tr- a try, a train, <laughs> but they're unable to start it without momentum. Peter webs it to create a slingshot. And as he does this, Happy is attacked in the shadows and zombified by Hawkeye. Man, that was that moment went from funny to sad real quick. Cause he's going around with his repulsor going blam, blam, blam. <laughs> Did you just say and that? Then, then he gets, he gets, uh, arrowed in the shoulder and yanked. And then it's not <laughs> he's funny. still shouting blam in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going out doing what he loves the most. <laughs> but then um, he comes back as a zombie who was also saying blam. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah. I didn't notice that till the subtitles either. That was pretty funny. Both Hawkeye and now Zombie Happy attack Sharon, but she's able to kill Happy and escape. And she said blam. She said it too. Like, But it was not, a sad blam. Not, <laughs> so funny. Not as, not as poorly of comedic timing as um, the ancient run from last episode saying something about car trouble that Patrick pointed out. But still like, dude, you just like killed your <laughs> Oh my God. Did you? I didn't, okay. I, I didn't rewatch the Doctor Strange episode. And I also haven't finished listening to the podcast episode, oh, but I'm sorry. Oh my God. Alert. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's Terrible. Comedic timing. 
Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> what a terrible thing to say to a person. So bad. While that's happening up on the more surface level of the station, Zombie Falcon appears. <laughs> zombie Falcon wants to fight. <laughs> your moves. Oh, why did I think zombie of that? your moves. <laughs> Falcon, Falcon corners Bucky. Brains. They have a mild fight and then is cut in half all the way down Ugh. by Okoye. Just yeah. spear all the way through. Ugh. When she apologizes for killing his friend, Bucky just says, I should be sad, but I'm not. Oh, okay. Classic cool. Bucky. Yeah. What a what a cold guy. This is before they really became pals in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so That is true. Yeah, they weren't they weren't like really, really friends yet. Yeah. He's they just... were like being realistic like that wasn't falcon that was a zombie you didn't yeah. kill my friend he was already dead <laughs> i'm sure like zombies are pretty scary for most of those people i'm sure of everyone though bucky is like the least phased he's just seen some things you oh, know yeah. he's been alive mm-hmm. for a long time he's killed a lot of people he's like okay zombies sure he was and a mindless killer once, so... Yeah, and he has a metal arm, so he's got, you know, one whole limb where he's totally protected. Like, cool. Side note, I think Sebastian Stan was better in this episode than he was in the Captain Carter episode. Agreed. I think so, too, but it makes me think that he was intentionally trying to sound like a younger version in that episode. I think that might be... He was trying to be a little more upbeat, a little more golly Before the terror. Cap. Yeah. Yeah. And there I, wasn't and maybe, as many seafood puns this time. <laughs> maybe that that's helped. the lens. That, we I mean, there were zero. To, mm-hmm. Maybe that's the lens we were supposed to be viewing it through when we saw that episode. But we were so used to new, like more rugged, uh, ravaged yeah. Bucky than you know the upbeat young spry Bucky. Uh, I, that's Buck. probably what it was. The young that makes Buck. Sense. Yeah, I'll buy it. As he tries to set up the slingshot, Spider-Man and the train are swarmed by zombies, but Wasp and the Cloak of Levitation are able to clear through enough to give Peter and Bruce time to start the train. Best MCU character, the cloak. Mm-hmm. The goat. Mm-hmm. Goat cloak. While the train wakes, makes its way to New Jersey, somehow, Okoye apologizes to Peter for not listening to him about splitting up. In the back of the train... Oh, oh yes. sorry. I wanted to say about that, uh, that scene with the Wasp tearing through all those zombies mm-hmm. they put the ant-man theme they did which is cool mm-hmm. why didn't they play the wasp theme i don't know was that the <laughs> ant-man theme or the theme from ant-man and the wasp did i just no, say that, the same it, thing no it was the ant-man theme and wasp has her own theme in ant-man and the wasp oh okay. Uh, it's called till the wasp lady stings ah, uh, i like that yeah uh, it actually sounds if you took iron man's theme from iron man 3 and wanda's theme from wandavision and put them in a blender, that's Wasp theme. It's actually really good. It's this cool, upbeat kind of hmm. thing. I really do like the Iron Man 3 music, so I probably yeah. would like that. The thing is, I don't know, I, I have a hard time latching on the character themes to their specific character. Like, I could not really hum one for you right now yeah. and get it right. I might know if I heard it, but I have a, I play this game sometimes when I have a long distance drive where I put the Cuphead soundtrack on, Okay. And I will play the boss music and without looking at the title of the the song, I try to remember which boss I'm fighting. Okay. If I'm listening to that song. And I I fail probably 90% of the time just cuz mm. I I don't have that sort of like I, I can't connect it that well. So I thought that was her theme, but 
Yeah, I am that, not. That's that was, why I'm not the sound lord. So yeah, that was that was the Ant Man theme, and uh, I had that thought, and of course Angela just sits there and goes, "Wasp has a theme." I'm like, "We're gonna be writing to our senators about a lot of things for yeah. this episode." So we're in the back of the train, and Sharon gets attacked by an unseen zombie, and Bucky hears this and runs to her aid. He finds her zombified, being eaten by Captain America. Oh, that's his. Uh, that's his niece. Did. <laughs> His niece. It's uh, I don't remember how it works. Did um did they play a little sting of Captain America's theme here too? I feel like they did at some point. I don't remember. They probably did. I didn't. Oh, it's it was just like a recall. quick little quote. Hmm. Not sure. Barnes fights his best friend and is able to eventually get the upper hand, cutting Rogers in half with his own shield, causing him to fall from the train, and saying, "Sorry, pal. I guess this is the end of the line." <laughs> That is the one of the sadder Marvel callbacks. Yeah. <laughs> if I do if I do declare. Uh, Wask. Wask. God. Oh, I have uh, well no, I'll I can't bring it up talk later. Today. Sorry. No, no, no. I I'm sorry. I hey, Peaches, host a podcast. Here's the catch. You don't know how to speak English today. <laughs> Wasp shrinks and flies into help and is eaten by zombie Sharon, though she merely pulls the fabled <laughs> Ant Man versus Thanos maneuver. Thanks, Internet, and grows to full size to explode the future power broker. Hope's reaction is, uh, guys, I'm covered in Sharon. Danny, this is why we brought you here. Please commence the Danny's Lament Part 3. Everybody's favorite segment of the show, Danny's (laughs) Lament. Now, this episode has so much in just this gruesome violence uh let's see there was hunks of flesh being eaten there was several decapitations we had um uh the ant swarm devouring the zombies uh we have falcon cleaved in twain followed by cap being (laughs) sliced in two with the shield sharon gets thanist wasp (laughs) (laughs) broke peaches uh oh. Uh, later on, when Wasp <laughs> uh, grows and becomes the giant wasp, she squish- squishes zombies with her big feet. <coughs> uh, several of them are uh, incinerated by the. What's a quad jet, right? Uh, yeah, this one? It's, it's one less than a quin jet. Yeah, apparently. so the quad jet. Um, it was just so much. I mean, it's zombies, so I'll allow it. Uh, this time, watch yourself, Marvel. <laughs> you, get, you get a pass. I've uh, I've compared what if to Treehouse of Horror before, because they can just get away with killing whoever they want, however they want. <laughs> Never and has they that really been. Really <laughs> embrace that in this episode. Oh yeah, I um, with kind of the same tone as a Treehouse of Horror too. Yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, but oh my goodness, the all the guts and viscera. Poor, uh, poor Cole Obsidian slash Black Dwarf dying in a violent manner again. Uh, yeah. You can't, just catch, can't a catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Hulk kind of had an ambiguous fate. I mean, obviously, you know, he was fighting Scarlet Witch Zombie, so that probably didn't go too well. Yeah. Uh, he was holding his own there for what we saw, but, uh. Yeah. I mean, Hulk's got thick skin, so he might be harder to zombie. Yeah. 
I mean, he Hulk protected Bruce from the bite once. The bite mm -hmm. didn't get through, so I wonder if that means he's immune to it, or if it was just like a that one encounter he was able to like push the zombie away fast enough by hulking out his arm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I I also thought this was gruesome. Like, there's no two ways about it. I I think between all of those, the two that probably grossed me out the most were. Fainest. Fainest Sharon. <laughs> and uh, Falcon getting cleaved in two. But after I saw some panels from the Zombies comic, like Jay Stubes oh, yeah. and, and Chris were, were talking about, I was like, oh, they really toned it down. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think Cap's walking around with like a sliced open head. Like his brain's mm -hmm. just sitting in there. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense they'd tone it down because... Oh, yeah, this is a... It's a TV Disney Plus show. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they don't want to actually scare people. I'm sure some people were scared by this episode. Yeah. But so the, the closest to blood we got, though, was uh, seeing Hope's open wound. True. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Which, uh, if you'd like to segue from that, I believe. Uh... No, first I wanted to say that Okoye makes a joke and tells hope that peter has hand sanitizer God. oh yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> That's so I, I, gave I, you, I can't believe we I tried to skip over notes. that <laughs> all right now i'll talk about what you want me to talk about after the chaos everyone realizes hope has a zombie wound and is starting to turn this one was weird to me i'll pause my own notes i guess to just say that this was weird because almost everyone else in this episode turn right like turns right away but hope clings on for a really long time. Uh, Are you going to talk about that later? I'm not, uh, but I'll okay. talk. I'll, I'll talk about it right now, just real briefly. One, I think that the justification is that tis but a scratch, as opposed to <laughs> bitten by the zombie. Sure. Uh, so it's a slower. It, it's a slower process. But the main reason it happens is that every zombie movie, this happens where somebody gets infected and realizes it and is like, you need to kill me. And everyone's like, no, we can't kill you. Yeah. It's, it's such a, a classic zombie movie trope. I do want to put a pin in. Nope. Let me back, <laughs> Let me back up a second. I want to put a pin in the discussion about hope because... <laughs> My only problem with this episode comes a little bit later. Uh, and it's not like a problem that breaks the episode or anything. I still had a lot of fun, but it's something that just didn't make sense to me with having this group of very intelligent people. Mm -hmm. That's a little teaser. I'll come back to it later. But anyway, Hope has a zombie scratch and she's starting to turn. She tries to convince the gang to kill her, but Peter refuses, saying they're close to a cure and Hope is important to getting through an apocalypse. Hope asks him where he gets his upbeat nature and he says he learned to keep going after the losses of his parents uncle ben he says uncle ben robert <laughs> and tony stark thanks to his aunt may i this is that moment we talked about earlier robbie has been waiting for uncle ben to be uttered the phrase uncle ben to just be used mm -hmm. in the mcu since spider-man homecoming and here it is in the episode where he gets his two favorite marvel characters together for 30 minutes Last week, Patrick said that episode four of What If might be his favorite piece of Marvel content of all time, to which I responded, sorry, Danny, again, I'm spoiling, that this that I would be jealous of him if that were true, because 
he gets to watch his favorite thing and it only takes 30 minutes. I feel like this probably isn't Robbie's favorite thing, but it has like all the ingredients to maybe be Robbie's favorite thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's super into horror though. So maybe not. This moment though, this like little, this scene where Peter talks about all this was really, really good. And uh, yeah, very touching. Yeah, I I thought that he, what he said about Aunt May's what was I if we can't keep smiling when when they when they can't we might as well be gone too. That just feels like something Aunt May would say to yeah. Peter in a Spider-Man story. So I thought that was really really well written. That that just felt right for a Spider-Man story. And uh, I'm gonna real quick. I've seen people speculating. I do not know if this is true, but Back to Sony. I have seen people speculate that Sony is the reason that they haven't mentioned Uncle Ben in the MCU Spider-Man movies yet. That they did not want that to happen. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's the kind of thing that Sony could do. But that's speculation. And then this would be another case of because it's not the movie. It's a TV animated show. They could do it. So I don't know if that's true or not. But I've seen people speculate that. Uh, don't, yeah, don't quote me on it, but someone said it somewhere. So I already maybe... tweeted. I already quote tweeted you. No. Sorry, I'm quoting. Never. A good old RLRT. <laughs> <laughs> the train loses fuel near Camp Lehigh, right next to a field full of zombies. Saying this is all her fault as the sun sets, Wasp grows to a giant size, tramples the zombies, and carries the survivors into the camp. Oh, um... So that is something people that people don't like about New Jersey is that we grow a lot of zombies. So there's often fields of zombies that you have to watch. Out. That's yeah. why it's called the Garden State. Ah. So that's something people don't really talk about. Um, Today but, I learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After asking Peter to smile for her one more time, the zombies overtake Hope and break through her armor and drag her to the ground. Okay, this is this is my like one it's an extreme nitpick like it's i shouldn't even be going here but i can i can say one criticism i guess this gang knows that the avengers level heroes are capable of their superpowers when they zombify why when hope after she delivers them safely into the compound why does she leave her shrinking glow and growing suit on why doesn't she disable it? Why doesn't she do something to prevent her from being a threat to them when she turns? Who's going to throw a zombie at a plane at the end if she doesn't see a giant? <laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I've, I... That reminds me of in Breath of the Wild when a <laughs> moblin will pick up a bacopper <laughs> and throw it at you. I, yeah. I get some characters just can't do that, right? Like if Bruce were to be bitten and then turn into zombie Hulk, there's nothing he can do about that because he is the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like he can't take the Hulk off, but Janet is, she doesn't have powers. She's wearing a suit and I'm not saying like, take it off. I'm saying like maybe wherever the controls are on the suit, just like crush them or something or t- take out the batteries. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. say maybe, so uh, you know when they go giant, they uh, get on go unconscious, right? That's been established. Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah okay. maybe that's, that's how we'll hand wave it. 
That's fair. All right. She uh she didn't have enough time before There's she a no prize coming your way. Finally. She, she didn't ask anybody for any oranges. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um my issue with this scene besides that was Hope's little woe is me speech. And she's like, This is all my fault. You know, not not every superhero needs to have their I've done this terrible thing moment. I think it's I don't know. I, it just felt like a bit much to me that she was like, I can't believe I've done this because I tried to save my mother and I didn't think of what I might bring back. Of course, you didn't think of what you might bring back. That's, you know, why like, would you expect a, a quantum zombie virus? Yeah, it's not like she was the only one that was trying to yeah, do but that. Here's the problem, Chris. And I think probably all of us, including the the guests that aren't on this show, are probably the same way where mm-hmm. all of us have the outside perspective to say, hope, of course, it's not your fault. Like, that could have happened to anybody. But if we were the one that started it, we would we would be like, it's all our fault. I'm so yeah, sorry. That's true. That's true. So I, that's kind of how I saw that was. I, I think we'd all be in that situation. I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I'd be like. So now they, now they don't yeah, have Yeah, that hope. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now they don't have hope. The group realizes that the zombies are not crossing into camp. Ago. They ponder what's going on. <laughs> We had hope and time. Now we have no jobs, no hope. No cash. Uh, I hope Kevin Bacon's okay. I'm sorry. Reel it in, sirs. Peaches. Yeah, there's no substitute this week. Yeah. We're not watching Bill Nye. Yeah. Vision takes them into the base and explains that he learned the zombies are afraid of the Mind Stone due to the mental aspect of the plague and will not come near him. Brain he further explains, brain stuff. He further explains he used the Time Stone's signature, no, the Mind Stone signature to create a cure for the condition and shows his success. Scott Lang no longer zombified, but as a head in a glass jar like Futurama. God, I loved that. Not only did it remind me of one of my favorite shows of all time, but the fact that Scott is still alive and was very funny in this episode was just, I'm like chefs kissing over here. Mm -hmm. Like two chefs making out. They're using tongue. Um, (laughs) 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 I've already been broken once. Don't break me again. (laughs) The survivors eagerly begin discussing plans to broadcast the cure across the globe, though Vision expresses hesitancy over the plan. Bruce looks through the security logs and notices that they're not the first people to answer Vision's signal. As Peter asks where the other survivors are, Bucky finds a pile of bodies in a dark room. An injured T'Challa, side note, not happy that he's injured, but very cool to have more Mm -hmm. Chadwick Boseman. Um, back to the plot saying that they need to run now and a zombified wanda maximoff who is the most terrifying this is a, a direct quote who is the most terrifying thing that mcu has ever created that might yeah, be this, true this turned out to be the walking dead episode of wandavision yeah, <laughs> right. oh, say wow. she reminded me of the witch from uh look for dead oh yeah you're baba absolutely yaga. right baba yaga. she was the baba yaga yeah so that was foreshadowing but you know, yeah. you're right. She did have kind of the same design as the witch. I don't think I. I don't think I've seen 
this uh, this witch you speak of. I didn't Have you not played Left 4 Dead? The witch of no. which I speak? Oh, that's... I don't like her hands. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh. She's really mean. <laughs> She'll be crying, like, in a room somewhere, and you just hear, like, the... And then if you accidentally get too close or disturb her with light or like a loud noise, then she freaks out and just is like insane. Charges at you. And then there's just like this like music that plays. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's not like that at all, actually. Wow. <laughs> I, I can hear it in my head. I don't know why I can't. Honestly, can't after that, like to... if I ever hear it now, I'm going to be disappointed that it's not that. Because yeah. that's my first hearing. Uh, let's see. Bucky brings T'Challa to the rest of the group where Black Panther explains Vision picked him up in San Francisco and cured him, but has since kept him restrained and alive. Did he need to be cured? I thought he just said that he picked him up and brought him back to to feed to yeah. one slowly as I don't snack. think he I think he yeah, just he saved him from been... getting turned. Yeah. Yeah. He is picking up takeout, as Black Panther said. That's yeah. the phrase I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's why yeah. he's got, like, stump legs, because he's been, like... It's implied that he's been chopping off body parts to feed to Wanda. Yeah. Which is really messed up. Apparently mm-hmm. they did that in the comic. Like, yeah, T'Challa yeah. Was... That, was, that was Hank. So that's the yeah. moment I was talking about earlier, is Vision in this scene uh, is is different from Hank in the comics, who is doing basically the same thing, feeding Janet parts of T'Challa's body slowly. I think they, I think it kind of works better as Wanda because, again, Janet doesn't have any powers. Sorry, Robbie. Janet doesn't have any powers. And the idea that he only wasn't able to cure Wanda because her magic is too strong, I think makes yeah, a lot works. more sense. Because if Hank developed a cure, he probably would have been able to cure Janet, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that is neither here nor there. Uh, Vision explains he couldn't figure out how to cure Wanda as she was made from the Mind Stone. Rod, are you switching this out for time, or did Robbie I swear do that? I have not done this <laughs> <laughs> from the Mind Stone? And he chose to contain her by baiting people to Camp Lehigh to feed her there. When Okoye asks why not kill her, Vision explains he's not able to do it. Uh, I want to point out real quick in I get I guess we could call it the Sacred Timeline, the regular MCU. Wanda had the strength to kill Vision to save the world. Mm-hmm. Vision was insisting that he that she do it because he's being logical about it, and she does it. When the turntables, <laughs> Vision did not have the strength to do the same thing. And it's not even it. one of those things where, like, we've talked about. It. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not even one good soup. It's Goodies. not even one of those things where we talk about. Oh, they, that character wouldn't have done that yet. That happened in a movie far in the future. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is around Infinity War. This yeah. is when Vision was telling Wanda to to do it. So, come on, man. Nut up or shut up? Is that what they say? Do it. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. As they argue, zombie Scarlet Witch, who is, again, awfully terrifying, <laughs> <laughs> breaks out and consumes Kurt. Rip All right, Kurt. Be Kurt. Vision agrees to help the survivors escape with Scott's Mama head Yanga. using the Cloak of Levitation... I can't I believe that. that. I can't believe they said Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> I I paused and like just I was by myself at Robbie's house. Um, and I'm not. What are you doing at Robbie's house? I'm not going to tell the listeners why. It's just going to be <laughs> vague. I was by myself over there, and <laughs> and he flies away with the cape, Wingardium Leviosa, and I pause and I'm like, 
they're allowed to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't believe they got away with it. So Did strange. they reference Harry Potter in Infinity War too? Um, when Ebony Ma, I know he calls him Squidward. Squidward. I feel like there was a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, because they're all the wizards there. Yeah. Um, do they reference Harry Potter? There's, I know there's that... got to be something. Tony says wizards a lot. He says like you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. The, the space wizards. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't know if they do. I I feel like I would have had a similar freakout moment just yeah. because I know that. <laughs> so I started typing of... Infinity War Harry, and the first like suggestion is Avengers Infinity War Harry Potter fan fiction. Uh, so, uh, we'll read maybe, that on maybe our later. Podcast. Yeah. I don't know. That I feel so like. Knowing what I know about the Universal Parks and how, like, anal retentive J.K. Rowling was about how things needed to be done in the parks, mm-hmm. it feels weird to me that that they could get away with quoting Harry Potter. It's just uh, a pop culture reference. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, like a you know if one? if they started selling Wingardium Leviosa Scott Lang toys. Then yeah. they'd get in trouble, but just having him quote it is fine. Yeah, well, true. apparently in the French dub of Infinity War, they call him Voldemort and not Squidward. But that's all I could find. Ah, interesting. You know, he looks we, more like Voldemort we. than he looks like Squidward. That Squidward is has a big nose, not no nose. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny hearing Robert Downey Jr. say Squidward. Yes. But... Yeah, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, a.k.a. Doctor Strange, wouldn't have known who Squidward was. I'm just... <laughs> just continuing Bob that Square joke what? Patrick. <laughs> As they escape, Wanda captures Okoye. That was Bob, also said. Oh, yeah. Vision collapses the building they were in to restrain Wanda, then saying he must atone for what he's done and rips the Mind Stone <laughs> out of his own head. I'm going to pass this to you in a second, Danny to just talk about the tone of the episode because I think this is the part that is maybe the saddest. I know there's a lot of sad stuff um, and it's a horror story. So, you know, we expect death here. How does he think that murdering himself is atoning for the problem? He needs to help fix the problem, not remove himself from the equation. What a, what a coward. What a coward. Okay. I'm sorry, Danny, go ahead. Well, before I, 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 could he have waited just a little bit if he was going to do that? Right, like, like they're all them, afraid like... of the Mind Stone. Go with them to yeah. Wakanda and protect them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you've gotten this far. You're okay now. <laughs> oh shoot! You got now the zombies the are attacking. <laughs> oh, uh, at least I've atoned. He, he said... does it with such gusto. He just <laughs> just rips it out. He said he didn't want to leave her, which I get, but you're dead but okay anyway (laughs) i've seen people talking about the tone of this episode being kind of all over the place and yes it did jump and i know that one of the like the most like recurring criticism of like the mcu is all the quips and how sometimes they like undercut the heavy moments which i i understand that um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes maybe you should just let the moment sit and not try and immediately like have the joke. But this is what if zombies? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very clearly like I think I said on the episode with the uh, the Avengers dying, how they wanted to make a murder mystery episode. They want to do a zombie episode. 
So they're just like leaning into all the tropes and it's like a horror comedy. It's, it's fun. There are these mm-hmm. heavy moments uh, because, you know, they are characters that over the last 10, 11, 12 years we've come to know. So uh, I think they do a good job of having some of these moments, but I think overall, like the, you, you alluded to this earlier saying this is the most Treehouse of Horror episode yet. A Treehouse of Horror is a lot of fun because you have these ridiculous things happening. They're not afraid to just go for it in terms of like the the violence, just the mm-hmm. storylines and stuff. So this is kind of what this episode was like for me. Like, yeah, it was funny. Uh, there was a lot of jokes. There's a lot of just like ridiculous situations. It's They're doing a horror comedy Marvel Cinematic Universe episode it was i had no issues with the the like changes in tone Mm -hmm. this is like if there was like a if for some reason they had a zombie outbreak in the sacred timeline that's what we want to call it then yeah okay maybe they shouldn't go this because that is a part of the main storyline whereas this is as of now obviously multiverse blah 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 this is a side Mm -hmm. story this is a non in all you know, for all intents and purposes, not canon fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna get crazy with it. They're just having a good time making making stuff for us to watch and laugh at. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, there are. It was very sad when Vision ripped his head out. <laughs> um, as you do, and but I don't know, <laughs> as one does when uh when prompted or uh, when confronted with this horrible guilt for what you've done. But yeah, I, I think overall, I, I didn't have any issues with the tone. I don't know if uh, either of you did. Um, when I say tone, I mean just like the jumps, I guess. The dial tone. Yeah. Yeah, it sometimes was, you, you turn the dial all the way to 11, then when you, crank it when down you to make, zero. <laughs> I think the things to remember mostly are that, A, we talked about this earlier, it's a show on Disney+, Plus, right? Like, you, if you were going to have a zombies story on Disney plus and you were only going to do the sad and scary zombie stuff. I think it's probably not going to get approved, right? Like I'm not saying there's not horror stuff on Disney plus, And I'm only saying it that way because I don't know the full catalog. Maybe there are some things on Disney plus that are like a little scarier, not necessarily f- for kids. But when you think about the marketing of Disney plus, it is also aimed at a younger audience, like primarily. And so I think the comedy plus horror makes it something more digestible for all audiences. But you also have to think of the characters that they chose to be the ones that survived. A lot of them are comic relief characters like Paul Rudd is going to make jokes. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is going to quip. Kurt is going to talk about Baba Yaga. Like (laughs) there are the characters that they that they brought to this episode are characters that you expect funny things from. So I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, maybe occasionally they were saying jokes when they shouldn't, but that is what that is what quippy characters do. And Scott even calls himself out for that right away. Yeah, when he's <laughs> making dad jokes, and he's like, "Sorry, that's my defense mechanism. I, I may <laughs> when I'm scared, I make dad jokes. So like that's, that's what he does." So I didn't have I didn't have a tone issue. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fine they you know you had a couple dramatic moments but they balanced it out so it wasn't all depressing gross stuff it was it was like i said treehouse of horror Shaun of the dead that kind of thing yeah i know especially after last week 
That was yeah, like last a, week was a downer episode. Yeah, and yes, zombies. It's grim, but it's like dark humor. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody, uh, but I really enjoyed just like across the board the, the tone, the humor, the uh, zombie trappings. You know what I think too for me is that I'm I'm realizing this as we're talking about it. Most of my favorite horror movies, because I I I am a horror fan. Um, in general, most of my favorite movies of that genre are also comedies. Like I, I love Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love Happy Death Day. Um, any like it needs famously, to be the... you have the Blu-ray. I do. <laughs> One of the I five do. people in the country. Everybody knows. Um, and like stuff like that. Like if if it's kind of funny, I like it. I don't like it to be overly campy, but we don't need to get into that. The point is that's that's like right up my alley. So this episode was also right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I I think back when get out was coming out i think jordan peele talked about how comedy and horror are very similar where it's like the build up to the punchline versus like the build up to the the scare like it's the tension whether that's like the horror tension or the comedy tension i don't remember yeah what he said he's it's all about timing it's about subverting expectations and it's very subjective too so so comedy and horror are not that different I mean, it's like the goal is different. Yeah, but the techniques are very similar. And and I think it's, he is such a great example of that, who is, you know, a very, very funny person who has made some great horror stuff. Like he instantly, he makes one horror movie and he's winning Oscars. I mean, that's, and horror, and the Oscars hate horror. So, I mean, that, that tells you right there that all, uh, all those years of comedy, he was able to apply that. Uh, plus, he's just a smart, good writer in general, but he certainly applied everything he knows from comedy and was able to do horror very effectively. It's, yeah. B- before we get too far away from like the episode and jump into the theory of horror, uh, <laughs> t- I'll bring it back. The The moment, the double jump scare where uh, oh, Spider Man yeah. scares Kurt and then Vision scares Spider Man. With like the the music stings too, that was yeah. really good. Yeah. And, and Spider Man's <laughs> like, "I jump scared you. I'm sorry." Yeah, it's like, "Oh, I jump scared you. I'm sorry." And then he gets scared and yells, "Baba Yaga!" That's <laughs> good. Great stuff. Uh, let's see. Where are we here? Vision just ripped. No, again. <laughs> he Vision ripped his ripped, forehead open. He ripped his forehead open. As he does this, the zombies start storming the base. Wow! No way. And Wanda breaks free from the rubble. <laughs> Wow, Robbie is very afraid of Wanda. He really <laughs> She's still scary. <laughs> Robbie, she can't hurt you, okay? <laughs> the zombie scout group... witch isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the group makes for a jet to escape. Banner picks up the Mind Stone, and Bucky stays behind to distract Wanda and gets yeeted. <laughs> he does. He really does. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he survived that. He has, I mean, in episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he jumped out of a helicopter and lived. I mean, he probably survived. Yeah, yeah if he didn't land in a pile of zombies, he might be okay. Right. And as long as his arm landed on the pile of zombies, he'd still be okay. And he had the shield too. Yeah, so he's got the shield. He got double, yeah. uh, double his odds there. I think he's okay. Yeah. Uh, Bruce plans to attack the zombie swarm to buy time for the remaining three so they can escape. When Peter expresses remorse over not being able to save everyone, Bruce hands him the Mind Stone saying, then avenge us. And uh, this, I, I guess this is the callback to when Tony 
dubs him on the alien. Sh- uh, what is the ship? Do we know the name of that ship? But he dubs him an Avenger. This is Bruce now dubbing him an Avenger in a, mm-hmm. in a very different way. He's got that smile afterwards. Like, Oh, cool. That, I'm that line specifically, um, or where Peter says, I, I, I can't, I don't want to lose another friend or whatever. That felt very much like Tom Holland's performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's another reason why I like Hudson. Hudson made me believe that he was Tom holland i don't know we're on a first name basis now i guess what's up hudson um, <laughs> shout out to hudson <laughs> made me believe after being enveloped in the swarm hulk shows up and begins a furious fight with zombie wanda allowing the jet to escape that would be i think that zombie or not would be a cool fight to see in the mcu Two like like brute strength is maxed out and then magic is maxed out in the other one and we see how they go toe to toe two different character sheets there as it makes its way out of the base though it's grabbed by a giant zombie zombie hope hello (laughs) not as funny not as funny as zombie wong zombie hope Mm -hmm. t'challa is able to break away at full throttle and scott mourns hope while she (laughs) she also eats a zombie at the (laughs) the quad chip peter parker scott lang and t'challa make their way to wakanda and the cloak and the cloak where they say they'll be able to make a cure for humanity. Unfortunately, the last shot. Why unfortunately? Oh, oh before before you get to this. Yeah, yeah. Put, um, they they have that little talk where Peter's sad about all the people that died. He's like, oh, because he's talking about Mister Stark offered to make me an Avenger. Now they're all gone, and uh, and Scott's like, oh, I'm still here. I'm an Avenger at heart. Um, <laughs> but T'Challa has that line about how in his culture death isn't the end and everyone stays and like god mm-hmm. they had to give that line to him to chadwick wanna... boseman to make me cry again <laughs> yeah i was gonna say did you want to cry again because yeah. you signed up for it baby mm-hmm. wait get those tear ducts working the last shot we see is zombie thanos with five infinity stones waiting in wakanda i am curious about that um yes and i know chris you were also curious about a handful of things because this is one of those episodes that's really fun as long as you don't try too hard to think about it yeah uh this episode i think took more small liberties to make things cool or to remind us of the movies than any other episode has so far. If you think too hard about it, it does break things. So I'm going to go through, this is not an exhaustive list, but first, the Avengers were all together at the beginning. Captain America, T'Challa, Iron Man, all, all these uh, characters who, you know, we're in the midst of the Civil War right now. The Civil War has ended and the Avengers are broken up. And yet, the zombie apocalypse, maybe that was enough to get Tony to finally bury the hatchet with Steve, but... If you remember Infinity War, even Thanos invading Earth was not enough to make Tony pick up that phone. So it's a little weird that they're all together there at the beginning. But you roll with it because you need zombie Avengers in this episode. Can I be the devil's advocate for this one? Sure. I don't even like using the phrase devil's advocate now because it's usually used by douchebags. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think, though, like... Uh, Tony is vaguely aware of who Thanos is because he sees him in his dreams, but he's not. I think Thanos is one of those things for Tony where he's real, but he's not real yet because he hasn't seen Thanos in front of him. Whereas if I were Tony Stark and I saw zombies, 
I know about zombies from like pop culture. And maybe that's like, a oh, this is a very bad thing that's happening. See, I, th- I my, my counter to that is that it's like a tennis in- Infinity War makes it really <laughs> clear that Tony is very specifically traumatized at the thought of Thanos because he knows that this is what has been giving him nightmares since the original Avengers because it's like the one thing he's feared that whoever was behind that first invasion would come back because clearly he was powerful. So I would think, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it was still more of an abstract thing when the aliens were on earth because he thought that maybe he could go to Thanos and take care of it in space and earth would be protected and zombies being a clear and present danger, you know, you know, maybe, maybe that was enough, but still it's, it's a discrepancy from what we know of. Yeah. yeah. Of the MCU. I'm not trying to ruin your point. I'm oh, yeah, just, no. that was like in my head for a second. So, yeah, I mean, all of these you could come up with explanations for, I think, but but there's not time to get into them. Right. Yeah, you looked like you were about to say something. Uh, very um, not on topic at all, but he said in my head, which is a line from the song Zombie by the Cranberries. Hey! In my head! Oh, oh we <laughs> did not pick the same key. <laughs> We don't need to, baby. All right. Harmony, oh, I guess. What if, what if Tritones. this thing out of key? <laughs> That's normal, actually. That's not a what if. Uh, moving on. Why are Tony, Strange, and Wong all together at the beginning? Tony Strange? Yeah, Tony Strange is Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. Why are Tony Stark, Dr. Stephen Strange, and Wong all together at the beginning? <laughs> I know it's just to play off of that scene in Infinity War. Like, hey, it's them. Oh, no, they're zombies. But I can't really think of a good reason because Tony would have gone to see Doctor Strange because of the Thanos invasion. But he's already been zombies for a couple weeks at this point. Well, Strange and Wong tried to unzombify the Avengers and then became zombies themselves. Yes, and then went back to New York. I mean, yeah, again, it's they're just trying to do the cool thing. and, And I'm fine with that. Uh, but moving on, uh, the Avengers were on the West Coast, and now they're in New York because Captain America shows up on the train and all that. Maybe Doctor Strange portaled them all to, maybe that's a continuation of Doctor Strange and Wong went to the epicenter of the zombie apocalypse to try to stop it and got zombied. And then they came back to New York. And then now maybe they're strategizing because they still have their brains. So Captain America's like, must stop Sharon Carter and friends and then of course the big one why slash how is thanos in wakanda and how did he get the infinity stones uh because the only reason thanos goes to wakanda in the movie is because he knows that's where the mind stone is he has all the other stones by that point but did he make a little detour on earth and get the time stone from dr strange and that's how he became a zombie and then he went to wakanda because dot 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 i don't know I will say yeah. that the Infinity Gauntlet would be a good solution to this. That Snap one happened on zombie everybody, but that is true. I that point almost makes me wonder if it will come back if there is if this does become serialized, like mm-hmm. zombie Thanos will be in a future episode. And I know that sounds far fetched, but you're right; it doesn't really make any sense. Like, how would he have gotten those stones in the first place at that point? And 
also i think the episode might have been because it's so vague like that he's there and how mm-hmm. he how he achieved this i think the episode would have maybe this is my second critique about it i think it would have had a better ending if it had just ended with the nice like death isn't final thing like that speech in the quinjet on the way to wakanda i think that mm-hmm. would have been like a nicer episode to uh you know a zombie comedy show mm-hmm. and uh all the what? all the episodes have kind of ended on that like oh but everything is actually really terrible <laughs> like oh ego is going to destroy the universe and oh uh the other stuff <laughs> loki took over earth oh no and uh yeah that is true. <laughs> oh, Doctor Strange destroyed the universe. The first episode is the only one that didn't really have a downer ending. It had the same downer ending that Captain America did, just different. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. wonder so, if that's intentional. I think it is, because uh, I, I said it before, but the What If comics usually went off in horrible directions. Yeah. But I guess my point to all of these is there's something, something to keep in mind, especially in, in stories like this. And it's called the uh, the MST3K mantra, MST3K being Mystery Science Theater 3000. And there is a line from the theme song of that show, uh, which if you're not familiar with it, guy on a space station with robot puppets, they watch bad movies and make fun of them. You understand it now. Um, but they're on a space station. And <laughs> Hang on, the... I have some questions. Uh, <laughs> I have no answers. Oh, no. Move on. Because here's a line from the theme song. If you're wondering how he eats and breathes and other science facts, repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Amen. Yeah, you know, don't 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 <laughs> think too hard about it. <laughs> if you do, you're going to poke a bunch of holes in it. But this was a fun entertaining episode, so I can I can certainly deal with the little leaps of logic that they did just to make cool things happen in the show. Well, speaking of not thinking too hard about it, what do, we, what do we think the effects of this episode might have on future episodes of the show? <laughs> well, the um, the um, uh, we've de- we've determined. Oh well, hmm. Never mind. I was going to say that the Mind Stone keeps the zombies at bay, but clearly, when Vision uh, took it out of his head, that stopped being the case. So. They're not protected by anything in Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wanda didn't really attack Vision. She didn't have time to. I think she was probably still also afraid of it. That maybe poses a problem for zombie Thanos, because if they bring the Mind Stone to Wakanda where he is, and he is also afraid of the Mind Stone, how will he complete the gauntlet? (laughs) Yeah, so they either... They uh, get to the technology they're talking about and transmit this signal or whatever to the whole world and now nobody's a zombie so now you have regular thanos mm-hmm. with five of six gems with the sixth nearby well you cut off his head and then you do that okay good mm. um you know, yeah question... thor thor's around he uh presumably he and the guardians know thanos is on his mission right now so now, they... all of that would have happened exactly the same yeah they're not gonna be zombies mm-hmm so Thor can still come on down to the to Wakanda and do his stuff with Rocket and Groot. Yeah. What would a zombie Thanos do with a complete Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, he's not going to want to get rid of resources because he wants to eat. <laughs> All resources are brains. 
probably zombify everybody then i guess yeah well no because then he wouldn't have anything to eat they don't eat each other yeah hmm. i have a question by the way the uh the watcher said something in that final narration he said even in the darkest times humans will give all to save their planet i'm pretty sure they won't uh yeah just you know judging from the world well i don't know i think they won't i don't know if i'd say the world i might say like uh, some states that are maybe united by a oh definitely definitely the world (laughs) climate change alone is oh okay yeah Yeah, yeah. i was thinking of a, a a different virus oh yeah no i thought of that too yeah yeah that that yeah, that segues like, into reminding me of that. Like, Watcher, you're not watching our universe, clearly. <laughs> that tweet that was like, we're going to stop saying avoid it like the plague because clearly <laughs> that is not something people do. <clears throat> yeah, good point. I don't know. This one is one of those that kind of just, yeah, it has that weird ending. Um, if these shows end up being connected, I don't really know how this is going to just merge with the other ones. I almost feel like I kind of want an episode that is maybe like... Um, montage format like some cartoons do um and some sitcoms do where we just see like we see the ending of all of these stories and what this the the last thing that happens right like even if all of the man end in sadness like when ego finds peter quill uh working at the dairy queen like what happens after that give me like the quick version you know what happens when they get to wakanda with this with this mind stone and Maybe they cure everybody, and then there's Thanos right there, um, and all the other ones. Thanos. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but Thanos, um, <laughs> Nebula Beetle, <laughs> and her father, but Thanos, 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 Thanos. Maybe, maybe this will end with the Watcher interfering by putting together. The Exiles, which is a team from the comics that once included Captain Carter, that it's made up of different heroes from across the multiverse, and they go around saving universes from destruction. Hmm, be cool. Yeah, because the most recent version of the Exiles was uh, put together by the Watcher's replacement, Nick Fury. That's a whole thing I'm not going to get into right now. But Nick Fury replaced the Watcher on the moon after the Watcher was murdered. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somebody stole the Watcher's eye and released all the secrets that were stored in them. Well, that's why it makes sense for Nick Fury to replace him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> secrets are stored in the eyeballs. It's eye related. I, would you like me to spoil who killed the Watcher? Oh, I don't have time for this. It was uh, Nick Fury. No, um, we had too much time. Ah! <laughs> yeah. But there is this whole, it's a whole thing. But yeah, maybe he'll put together the exiles and they'll go and they'll stop the zombie apocalypse and they'll stop Ego and they'll stop, I guess, Strange is stuck. but That'd be kind of cool. I think I would like that. It'd be cool to see a mashup of all these stories. Yeah. It'd be chaotic as hell, but it already kind of has been. Just Yeah. It's been chaos controlled. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you calling Faker? (laughs) Where's that? Damn, sixth infinity star. <laughs> oh right, man, so I wish Thanos was shadow. <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> we're back. We're back to MVPs um, during our series. So 
this this episode had a ton of characters to choose from it's mm-hmm. like a an open mvp market danny who's your mvp well so before we start recording i said to you that i had co-mvps um because i i personally had a hard time between two and i see that both of you picked one of my co-mvps so i'll just uh go back to my roots give a, another mvp award to the cloak of levitation uh, long time <laughs> listeners will remember that was my mvp pick for doctor strange i did say on the episode before uh the doctor strange episode that the cloak had the assist on the game winning goal i kind of did listen to it right before we started i didn't I stopped right at that point, so I don't remember why, what exactly my reasoning was there. <laughs> but the cloak saved Spider-Man uh, and Bruce and Scott. So lots of uh, the main people, uh, the main crew being saved by the cloak. Uh, also, the cloak looked very cool on Spider-Man. The cloak mm-hmm. looked very cool on the head jar of Scott Lang. <laughs> um, so shout out to the cloak uh peaches yeah i i liked the cloak too but this one was tough because there's a lot of really great character moments from uh, basically every character at some point but i think i i think i want spider-man to be the mvp uh just because he like hope said he he's the most upbeat in the situation he's funny he's he's got a lot of heart he has those touching moments uh he's still quippy and and thwippy quick quippy and thwippy baby and uh (laughs) I don't know. I just, again, Hudson Thames, great job. I thought you were, I thought you were Tom. (laughs) Why? I just can't decide how I want to address these people. Chris, who's your MVP? My MVP is also Uh, Spider-Man. He was definitely the heart of the episode, but also had a lot of the uh, the humor, kind of set the tone for what kind of episode this was going to be when we got his little zombie video with his little mutant enemy gur arg <laughs> yeah I, I just thought spider-man was was a, you know had a little bit of everything going on in this episode and it was just fun seeing spider-man again interacting with all these mcu characters since it's something we don't get to see super often he's always true. like off in the corner with tony stark <laughs> so yeah it's nice seeing a little bit more of that uh Incidentally, I, I remember seeing on the poster for What If, like some of the promotional art they revealed before the show premiered, so, uh, there was one that it was Spider-Man in wearing the Cloak of Levitation. And I really thought we were getting a What If Spider-Man Became the Sorcerer Supreme episode. Hmm. I couldn't figure out why that would be a thing, except for that they're both characters created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, and they both do this with their hands. Um, but they make that noise with their hands (laughs) yeah like nigel thornberry i'll do this with my hands (laughs) i just learned speaking of nigel thornberry i just learned that tim curry voiced nigel thornberry oh yeah you didn't know that yeah i did not know that that man is amazing yeah okay off the rails here uh we're, come on come on peaches you almost you're almost there bring us home yeah. baby yeah <laughs> much like the trains that made up their home base we were off the rails right <laughs> episode ratings uh how are we gonna rate this one i'm gonna give this episode i guys i had a lot of fun with this i was really excited to watch this one again um and like i said yes some listeners are going to be upset with me for saying this 
I'm sorry. I live in central Florida. Halloween, the first starts at the end of August. So it's a perfect, it's a perfect spooky thing to happen in the middle of Halloween season here mm-hmm. in central Florida. So I gave this episode nine. What if head museums out of 10? <laughs> Love it. Chris. Uh, I actually bumped my score up a little bit after talking about this episode. I yeah, really, you did. Yeah. Yosh! I, I get an 8.5 Baba's Yaga out of 10. <laughs> uh, Danny, what'd you give it? <laughs> also 8.5 Blams out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. All right, let's, let's do the ranking of the episodes as well. Um, Chris, I actually... I didn't remember what your... I'm not going to look at it. I have the notes, but I'm not going to look at it because I don't remember what you said in episode three. Go. All right. Um, so for number one, I have last week's Doctor Strange episode. Uh, I, I just think that was such a great execution of the what-if concept to actually really deepen our understanding of Doctor Strange in, in some ways and might be the best Doctor Strange story we've gotten in the MCU so far. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I agree with that, yeah. Uh, second, I still have What If T'Challa Were a Star-Lord. I just had so much fun with that episode. And some of it has got to be some sentimental, uh, sentimental value from having such a great performance from Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa once again. Uh, third, I have this episode right here, which just tells you how much I've enjoyed the series so far, that this is my third episode. Um, then I have What If every Avenger died in a serial killer accident. <laughs> a serial uh, killer accident. <laughs> I feel like they're not accidents, and that's why it's a serial you're, killer. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. It's like Final Destination now. And then and then last, and this makes me so sad this is last still, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, what if Captain Carter? Uh, Danny, how, how do you have the rankings? Uh, so I, I also have... Um, the Doctor Strange episode is my top one, although this um, is neck and neck. I, I I don't know. I probably would actually give this episode an 8.75, but I don't want to get too unorthodox here. <laughs> You'd be the first one to go. I know. I just I, I don't episode. want to uh, to break the mold. But what if Danny gave, you know what? Granular scores. Hey, everybody, I'm doing it. I'm bumping it up. This one is 8.75 blams out of 10. It's official. Mark it. It's canon. Danny did 8.75. He I'm broke new ground. I'm going to about this next week. <laughs> um, I would give last week's a 9. Um, so very close, these two. But it's uh, Doctor Strange, then Zombies, followed by T'Challa Star-Lord, uh, Murder Time, and then Captain <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Murder Time. <laughs> Yeah, my list is all all three of our lists in the order that we said them in only differ by like you just need to swap one episode and we've got each other's lists. Um, okay. I also agree so far that the Doctor Strange episode was the best one. I I, I feel like everyone has said that uh, what you said earlier, Chris, that it's probably the best piece of Doctor Strange content in the MCU. I I can't disagree with it. It was very well done. I I gave that a nine and I gave the zombies a nine. I, I could flip-flop those at any second. But right mm-hmm. now, it's Doctor Strange, Zombies, Star-Lord T'Challa, Captain Carter, and then the Scooby-Doo Avengers, Inc. I just, man, I I didn't like that episode. I liked all the other ones. I yeah. did not like three. So, sorry, three. 
Oh, Robbie hated it. He did. Yeah. I didn't. Well, I actually, didn't no, because a three point five does not mean hate to yeah. Robbie. <laughs> well, maybe he'll now change it to a three point two five. Who knows? I've, yeah. I've created yeah, a whole that was new world of possibilities. Now that you ripple yeah. affected everything, I just Way killed Kang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you feel that well that was that was <laughs> fun so good that was a fun episode i feel like i was giggly a lot so sorry and or you're welcome listeners i don't know hey peaches never know. apologize for being giggly i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> uh no i'm not sorry uh i'm stuck oh, you could apologize for that yeah but oh, don't okay. apologize for giggling yes oh, okay even at a funeral <laughs> especially well, at a funeral yikes I'm going to close this out before you guys say some more stuff. Uh, <laughs> Too late. I'm saying stuff right now. Oh, listeners, no. Ah. Listeners, really patrons, going rogue. what did you think of the episode? You can let us know at all sorts of places. Speaking of Patreon, that's a place you could let us know. Patreon.com slash assembly required. Again, any level of patronage will get you into our Discord, which is the second place you could let us know how you feel about this episode, as well as participate in the community events and talk to us whenever the hell you want. Special thanks to our favorite patrons, the Wait, Avenger there. level patrons. You're allowed Sorry, to Danny. say hell if you uh, if you join the Discord, by the way. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can Brian say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Brian and Riley, thank you so, so much for I Avengers say... level. Do it. You won't. Hey, here's another Donkey channel dick. to tell. <laughs> here's did, another channel to tell us how you ever feel. come out of the wall? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are trying to make this very difficult for me. <laughs> I'm not trying to have anybody have the worst day at their job. But did he ever come out of the wall and just... <laughs> okay, we're done. Sorry. Yeah, we're, done. We're, not, have... we're not finishing that. I have no idea what they're talking about. I think we should leave. <laughs> hey, you can email the show. <laughs> at assemblyrequiredcast at gmail.com. That's another way you can let us know how you felt about this episode. We've got even more ways. We're on Twitter. What? You didn't know that. You knew that. You knew that. We're there at D underscore Peaches, Gatorsax2010. Danny's at DLars93. Every Friday, I have yes. a very special tweet that goes out. So <laughs> yes, make sure you subscribe. <laughs> Help him you can believe it. Help him pump those numbers up. <laughs> Of course, the other regular cast, Eduardo is ABCD Eduardo 1. Robbie is Phil Kid 3. The Lady Sound is at the Lady Sound. All the Sound Lord family. Oh, that, that's good. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, they, they put the thing they were just talking about in the... You know what, listeners? I'm trying to close this out. <laughs> I <laughs> Wrap it up, didn't even buddy. say anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, what do I say to end this? I oh, forgot. Geez. Thank you so much for listening. We'll we'll see you next week. And uh, as always, we love you three thousand. Goodbye, everybody. Excelsior. Hail Hydra. Bobbly bobbly. Captain Genocide. It was a zombie jamboree took place in a New York cemetery. It was a zombie jamboree took place in a New York cemetery. Zombies from all parts of the island. Some of them was a great Calypsonians. Although the season was carnival, they get together in Bacchanal and they're singing. Back to back, belly to belly. 
Don't give a damn, don't get a ready Back to back, belly to belly at the zombie jamboree I hear you talking Back to back, belly to belly Don't give a damn, don't get a ready Back to back, belly to belly at the zombie Zombie jamboree Hear that? That's a witch.